When you get to jail, you have to check in. Kind of like when you get to a hotel, but this hotel doesn't include a continental breakfast, but it does include a 24-hour stabbing service. This is Jail is No Joke, a Spotify original podcast. My name is José Rafael Guzmán, and this story is based on real events. Any resemblance to reality is pure coincidence. Texas. Episode 2. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It goes down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The first place you see in jail as an inmate is a temporary, wide, very small cell where you talk to an officer through a window who asks you the most uncomfortable questions. Do you want to kill yourself? And although I didn't speak English, I understood what he had asked me. The question seemed so absurd to me, so... I instantly replied, What? And he repeated in Spanish with an accent, ¿Tú quieres la muerte para ti? And I said, No. Why would I want that? I don't want to kill myself. After that, he asked, Do you have AIDS? And I answered, No, I don't. He continued, Do you have any object inside you, inside your anus? I really wanted to say no. And you? Obviously, I didn't. At the end of the check-in, I was transferred to the body inspection. And I want to point out that the body search in a jail is extremely invasive. Remember when they asked me if I had something in my ass and I said no? Well, they didn't believe me. So, I'm completely naked. They start to check me from top to bottom, as only a good lover would. First, they check your hair, then inside your ears, inside your nose. They check your mouth, your tongue, even the belly bottom, which seemed absurd. The only thing they found in there was lint. Then they sent me to retract my foreskin. Even though I've never heard that sentence in English, I understood it. Please, 
pull up your penis. And I did. That was the first time my penis saw us in jail and turned its eyes on me, hatefully saying, Are we really prisoners? Goodbye! It put his hood back on and disappeared. The officer gave me another order. Turn around. I turned around and he said something else I didn't understand. Feet up. He wanted me to lift my foot to see if I had leaves stuck to my soles, but I didn't understand what that command in a very strong Texan accent means. Fit up! Fit up! And every time he said it, I turned around to explain that I didn't understand what he was saying, which of course, made him more and more annoyed. But he kept repeating over and over again, Don't turn! Fit up! Don't turn! Fit up! Don't turn! Fit up! But I don't understand! Don't turn! Fit up! I don't understand! Fit up! I don't understand! Fit up! This whole situation made me so nervous that I did the only thing I could think of. I opened up my buttocks like I had never done before. I didn't just show him my ass. I showed him my soul. While my ass was completely exposed, I turned around and saw the officer how upset he was. In fact, he started to yell. No! 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 When I realized that the officer didn't want to see that, I said, Sorry for my ass, Mr. Officer. Finally, the body inspection ended almost painlessly. They gave me a black and white striped uniform like the ones you see in movies, and from that moment, I was officially an inmate. I was led through the corridors handcuffed, and on that walk, I saw all the cliches of what jail corridors was like. Flashing white lights, steel bars with the paint worn down to metal, all kinds of racks could be seen hanging from the bars of the cell, most of which were other inmates' underwear. And I received a typical jail welcome. I looked straight down to the floor and walked the corridor with my shoulders slumped. For me, it truly was a walk of shame. Although the walk lasted a little over a minute, it felt like a lifetime. We finally reach the door of a cell. The officer takes out a very long and very thick key, insert it into the lock and turn it six times. And... It also feels like a lifetime. When the gate opened, 
the officer led me with his hand on my back into the cell. He didn't exactly push me, but he was firm enough. Terrified, I look up and see four empty bunk beds and a gray floor. Suddenly, I hear a flush. An old man with long white hair and a few teeth comes out from the side of a small bathroom with no door. His name was Francis Moore, a former Marine, Vietnam War veteran, military doctor, and morphine addict. He came up to me, shook my hand, looking me straight in the eye. Hey, son. Why were you arrested? For cannabis. Cannabis? Jesus Christ. We laughed and I said, the drugs are bad. He started at me and said, everyone keeps telling me that, but drugs saved my life. It was July 1st, 1965. The Marines got Operation Starlight, our first real fire test. We managed to surprise the Viet Cong. We finished off those damn communists using all of our firepower. We crushed them. However, the platoon suffered many losses, tormenting it to this day. It was a busy day for me as a military doctor. I had never seen so much blood, so much. I still remember the smell. In the heat of the battle, I was trying to save the life of a fellow soldier. He had three shots on his chest, and he was about to die. He was in a lot of pain, so I took the morphine from my backpack and stuck it in his leg. My friend asked me for some more, and without hesitation, I took another morphine shot out of my backpack. But then, an entire Viet Cong battalion came out of one side. They tried to flank us. Nervously trying to hit him with the second dose, I stabbed myself in the leg. The whole dose as I did it with the wounded. My vision started to blur. I fell asleep. My breathing rate was so low, the Viet Cong thought I was dead and passed me by. I woke up and everything was over. I was alone in front of a pile of corpses. They were dead and I was alive, thanks to the morphine. Since then, I have not been able to live it. <laughs> Love at first sight, yay. That's why, my naive friend, I tell you properly, drugs save my life. Just as this wonderful story ends, making me feel like I'm not in jail, Francis cry out in pain, touching his kidneys. Oh, oh, I'm peeing blood. He went to the bathroom, complaining about trying to pee, but only a couple of drops falling were heard. A few minutes later, he returned to his bunk and lay down with his back to me. I understood. He didn't want to talk anymore. Totally logical. I wouldn't talk either after peeing blood. <laughs> 